Hello everybody, Richard C. Wilson here, Family Office Club. This is our $100 million Rainmaker Series, 17 module mini series on advanced capital raising strategies and secrets. We're now on module number three out of 17. This is not gonna be the most popular module, but we have to cover it because it's fundamental to a lot of the other things that will make you more effective when raising capital. If you haven't watched module number one and two in the introduction module yet, I would encourage you to go watch that. This is gonna make a lot more sense if you've watched those. Since you probably already have watched those in this series, you'll know that you are much more effective if things are dialed into the exact needs, frustrations, headaches, and excitement and knowledge and vocab of a specific investor demographic, right? We know that your language will convert them if it hits them between the eyes with where they are in the three trust curves of understanding and trusting your industry, you as a team and leader, and then the opportunity itself. And so the branding you use is really critical. Obviously, there are people who have raised a billion dollars and they don't use anything we talk about in these 17 modules. If you have an amazing referral base, if you are a partner at Goldman Sachs for 25 years and then roll out your own shop, etc., then you may not need any of these strategies, right? But if you're watching this, it's because you want to get another 1% edge, another 2% edge. And a lot of these things, once you understand them and do them, they sweat for you for the rest of your career. This is a module that provides you with specialized knowledge that most people raising capital do not have. And this stacked on top of three to five other ideas will give you an unfair advantage in the marketplace. So branding is something lots of times people want to say, oh, let me move on to the next module. We already have our brand. We chose our Greek God or it's Wilson Capital or ABC Capital because ABC stands for this, this and this, even though nobody ever asked what they stand for. So we just have a meaningless name. And that's the core of the issue. A lot of people in the investment industry have completely meaningless names. A lot of people use a Greek God and nobody really knows the story behind the Greek God. Nobody really asks. Um, and so it's not very often unless you put a lot of effort into explaining why you chose that name and that might just kind of distract from your core messaging, right? You don't want it to distract. You want it to be sweating for you. Every time you interact with somebody, they know exactly what you do. A great example of this was a couple of Eagle Scouts. I'm an Eagle Scout by chance myself. I found that had a really cool strategy, um, in a really crowded niche, um, which is the multifamily niche apartment buildings. And I know 800 different syndicators in the apartment building space. We've written a book on the space. We've had hundreds of them per year at our events probably. And what they were doing is buying really, really ugly motels that nobody wants and converting them into multifamily apartment studios. And the name of their platform was Iron Toro Capital. And when you hear Iron Toro Capital, you have no clue what they do, right? You don't know if they invest in commodities or biotech or if they're a long short hedge fund or if they're buying ugly motels. So we took a very simple step of converting their brand into motel to apartment conversions, LLC. And when you read the name, you know what they do. If you meet them at a coffee meeting for 10 minutes or meet them at a conference and they email you the next week, just by their domain name and their logo, you know exactly what they do. That's really helpful, right? To anybody who's interacting with them. So there's four different levels of having a brand. Level one is your brand is so bad, it repels people and they run away from you. If your brand literally does not have a logo or it's clip art or it's a purple slanted font in PowerPoint, uh, go wake yourself up to modern times and get that taken care of. You know, it just makes it look like you don't take your own business seriously. 
and it's driving people away. That's not most of you though. Most of you have a decent looking brand. It's maybe just not dialed in to your investor demographic, to your strengths, to why people invest with you. And that would be a level two brand. It just sits there on the shelf. It doesn't help you, it doesn't hurt you. It just sits there doing nothing. You could raise a billion dollars with that brand. People have done it. There are many big investment companies where nobody knows what the, the meaning is behind that company. And that's fine. Uh, level three though, is that it gives the investor a hint of what you do as a team or what the benefits are of investing with you. This would be something that has some slight benefit to either the investor demographic or why people end up pulling the trigger to give you capital. And a level four brand is that it's compelling in itself and it tells someone either exactly what you do or what you do and where you do it or what you do and why they should invest with you. And an example of that is motel to apartment conversions because you know exactly what they do and people who know the apartment building multifamily space may find that pretty interesting to learn more about right on the surface level. You also want the brand to look institutional quality. You want it to look polished and professional. Uh, I was the number two investor in a fintech company and it was called uh, Access Loans. You can check out their logo at accessloans.com. Very professional, polished. We helped design that logo. It looks like a fintech company and they ended up uh, partnering with a bank over time. And it's not because they had a great logo, but I think it probably helps on getting taken seriously, both by clients and a big bank who ended up uh, investing with them. Uh, a couple other things to consider. We had one real estate group that was starting to focus in on the Harlem area of New York. So we created a brand for them, Harlem Real Estate Holdings. They said the deal flow that they got in the Harlem area went through the roof after they rebranded to that niche. Brokers thought of them first they have a lot of people in their Rolodex that could send a Harlem deal to. But when a deal comes up in Harlem, they think, oh yeah, who do I know who's focused on Harlem? Oh, Harlem Real Estate Holdings. Okay, let me send it over there first, right? That makes it relatively easy to keep you in mind. Um, in the earlier module on mindset, I warned some of you that your deal flow is not as good as you think it is. Meaning you might think, wow, this is a one out of a hundred deal. It's a top 1% deal. But a very sophisticated investor might be seeing 10 times the number of deals that you are and a lot of different structures. So if the structure isn't good and the deal isn't amazing, to them, they're not gonna care that you think the deal looks good because they don't owe you a response to your email. And this is where having a really good brand name can attract both the investor and better deal flow and it becomes a virtual, virtuous circle and it, it raises everything, it raises tides for you. And so by having something like medical clinic capital, and people know that you invest in multi-location profitable medical practices is one of our, our two major platforms, then people know maybe to keep us in mind and send us medical clinic, medical practice deal flow first. And if we get to see those deals more often than others, we'll get better deal flow than others. But also when we pitch a doctor or a family office on medical clinic capital, they get an idea about what we do just by the name. Um, and clinic capital is an alliteration. And so we like that part about it. It's nice and clean and tight. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind is that a great brand name could attract both deal flow and investor capital flow in the door. A bad brand name drives people away and the average brand name in the investment industry just sits there and does nothing for you at all. A couple other quick examples. We had a client come to us through our investor relations marketing agency called pitchdex.com. It's one of our divisions at the Family Office Club um, and they wanted to rebrand. And so they were having investors put in money and then they would do equipment leases and the investors investors would get like a seven to 8% return, I think it was, with the collateral being the equipment. 
And so they said, we said, why do people invest with you? And they said, because of the collateral and they like the income. So we rebranded them to a name that didn't mean anything. What didn't mean anything before, we rebranded them to Collateralized Income Investments. Um, as soon as they did that, they said things picked up, they became easier, people got what they were doing and why they were doing it. We helped them show pieces of their equipment in the pitch deck and in the one pager, and everything started moving faster for them. For the short-term rental community uh, platform, uh, we have, as of today, equity in 84 assets. It's growing every week. On Tuesday, we're acquiring four more units. Um, and we call it InvestorResidences.com. When you go to any of our Airbnb guests that go and stay at our houses to get access to Wi-Fi, which is just about every single person, um, they have to log in to our Wi-Fi network and they have to type in InvestorResidences.com for the username and InvestorResidences.com for the password. So there's no way they stay at our properties and not know that it's owned by InvestorResidences.com. And I guarantee you over time, we're gonna pick up a strategic relationship or investor or repeat booking, et cetera, through the branding of InvestorResidences.com. You can look at the logo and branding also on dentist, DentistInvestors.com. So I have dialed that into the medical world. Um, and several years ago, probably six years ago, we had done so many family office conferences and we were starting to have a private equity slant to some of them. So we said, well, it's not just family offices now, it's private equity, hedge funds, real estate, it's, it's more than just family offices. And we said, what if we called it Wilson Conferences? Maybe that's a better name. And it was a big mistake. Immediately, we felt the airplane, it's like one of our engines and shut off and things started to come off the rails and people actually being interested in joining our platform. We put it back to Family Office Club and things took off again. So people want to be part of a Family Office Club. They don't care at all about Wilson Conferences. The only people who care about a brand that has your last name on it are people who are so far up that trust curve in you that they would invest no matter what you called your business. You're not trying to customize your brand to attract people that already like you and do business with you. You're trying to customize your brands and you reach out to a complete stranger who's very busy. They say, oh, that's just for me. Oh, that's interesting. That's related to what I know really well. Or that's related to a niche that I've always been interested in getting access to, or that sounds unique and valuable. So this was module number three on branding. How we've learned this was a few different ways. I run the Family Office Club. I've been running this investor club for 16 years. We've hosted 190 live events as of right now. We host 15 live events per year, and every quarter we host a big investor summit. This has 400 to 1400 people at every investor summit, 70 to 130 speakers on stage. And then every year I'm hosting a dozen workshops, and these workshops are on capital raising best practices, how to structure deals, how to prepare for due diligence on a deal, um, how to work with private investors more effectively, investor influence and persuasion. And each workshop is five and a half hours long. And we have 10 different topics that we do five and a half hour workshops on. So between running Family Office Club, which you can learn more about if you'd like to um, join us and come to some of those live events, you can go to familyoffices.com. But also through pitchdex.com, we have created over 1,000 marketing assets for people who are raising capital. And we've done this for over 200 clients. And so we have learned through our own capital raises, through clients, through speakers on stage, well over a thousand speakers on stage every couple of years, honestly, um, what works when raising capital, what doesn't work. And the people who are struggling do a lot of things in common. The people who raise a lot of money every year do a lot of things in common, but they're not the same things. And so we try to identify those golden threads and share them with you 
through our workshops, through our books, through our YouTube channel, through the 17 module mini series. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed module number three here on branding. And our next module, number four, is gonna be on designing and scripting out your compelling one-liner for your investment offering and your company. So this is Richard Wilson, and thank you for joining us in this mini-series, and I'll see you on module number four.